Blog Talk Radio.
I'll tell you, because it really wasn't a battle. I mean, he was just kind of cruising. You know, he finished with the earplugs still in, and really maybe one or two whiptaps in the stretch, but really nothing much to speak of where Tomoko was totally under an all-out drive the whole length of the stretch, and Bold Eagle was just keeping him at bay the whole the whole time. He was never never even concerned, it seemed like, about Tomoko inside of him. So, um, I mean, it's it's it was scary how good that performance was. Now, it's funny because uh, Bjorn Goop made a comment um, and basically said that, you know, he just couldn't believe how good this horse was. And, you know, it, it's just it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens today. So talk to us a little bit about how you think this race is going to play out. I know, uh, obviously, the focus is on Bold Eagle and Tomoku. So uh, wh- where do we go from here? Um, well, and, I'm, and I'll just add to what we were talking about before. I mean, talk about what Goop was saying. Tomoko's trainer has been saying this whole series, Tomoko has never been in better form in his entire life. And we know he's had an incredible career, but they're saying over and over again, he's never been better. And I mean, that just, it really flatters Bold Eagle, I think. And it's, it's amazing. Um, as far as where they go from here, I mean, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to guess how the trips are going to shape up in this race. I mean, it's such a long race. You don't really know how the drivers are going to play it. You wouldn't think they'd be going too fast early. Um, So it'll be interesting to see who takes the initiative and kind of goes for the lead. Um, You know, last time out, Goop had uh, what I thought was the perfect strategy that he knew if he was going to have any chance to beat Bold Eagle, he needed to be in front of him turning for home. And he did that, and it just it didn't work. So I'm not sure um, what kind of tactics he'll try this time. If he tries something different, he'll try to make himself the one to catch again. Um, that's kind of an interesting an interesting question because I'm not really sure how it's going to play out. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. Now, Brandon, uh, real quick before we uh, go any further into the race, tell people where they can uh, see the race. Now, I know you've got a couple of links uh, via Harness Racing America, and uh, we're thankful that uh, you've given us a link as well that uh, Mike Bozich is actually going to call the race off later on, but uh, let people know where they can find it. Uh, yeah, so if you go to the Harness Racing America homepage, it's, it's right on top there. Um, it says Watch Live, and you can click on that, and there's a few different links. If you're having trouble with one, you can try a different one. And, um, yeah, just you know, we want everybody to be able to see the race, and uh, if you scroll down the page, on the homepage, there's Listen Live. You can listen to your show. Um, so yeah, we're we're really excited, really excited for it. Now, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Now, talk to us about a few stats that you found. Uh, I know you've been tweeting out uh, a bunch, and Mike Bozich is actually writing things down as we were preparing for the show last night. <laughs> uh, give us a few facts that uh, you've come up with. Well, uh, so Prix de Marie has been around for a long, long time, and the Prix de Paris has been around um, for a while too. The, the Prix de Paris. Prix de France was the newest race uh, created in 1956. So that's really how long uh, these three races have been uh, contested since 1956. So um, since then, 15 times a trotter has won both Prix d'Amérique and Prix de France in the same year. Uh, since then, 12 trotters have won the, the last two legs, the Prix de France and the Prix de Paris in the same year. And eight, eight times trotter has won the first and last legs, um, although one of those was before um, 
the middle leg existed, so there's kind of an asterisk on that one. Um, but since then, only four times uh, has a trotter actually won all three races in the same year. Uh, so this is a really rare thing. And only four, it's only happened four times, but only three different horses have actually pulled it off because the first two times, 1956, 1957, uh, the same horse uh, did it back-to-back. So only three different horses since 1956 have actually been able to pull this off. You know, and that's one of the interesting things. Brandon Valvo visiting uh, with us, our international correspondent from Harness Racing America. Brandon, that's one of the interesting things that may be different than what uh, people in the United States here in North America are used to is that the French Triple Crown is not age-restricted. You know, we're used to seeing... Uh, the thoroughbred triple crown we're used to seeing three-year-olds, of course, and harness racing we're used to seeing three-year-olds. But uh, overseas, it's uh, it's it's not age restricted, which kind of makes for some pretty good racing because you know you see uh, you know the potential for repeats. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's it, horses get multiple shots at it. I mean, if you look at Bold Eagle Sire Ready Cash in 2011, he won the first two legs. 2013, he won the last two legs. But he was unable to put all three together. And so, um, you know, we'll see if Bold Eagle can do what his sire couldn't do. Um, it, it should definitely be interesting. And like you said, it's for four-year-olds through 10-year-old season, you can you can do this. So if you have the horse, it's good enough. Um, and now, you know, over the years, somebody was, somebody was tweeting me yesterday, like, over the years, conditions have kind of fluctuated. And, you know, there might have been different spacing between the races. So people were saying it's not really a perfect comparison. But... Um, you know, there's so over all that time, you'd expect some fluctuations and, you know, conditions to change and things. But, um, yeah, all this time, you know, only three horses have done it. Only four times it's been done. And many horses have come close, but just unable to do it. Now, Brandon, uh, you know, Bold Eagle, he just seems to have so much stamina. And it, it's just, it's unreal to see, you know, to see this horse go. And, you, you know, you had mentioned that, um, the plugs were still in at, uh, after the, and correct me if I'm wrong, it was the Prix de uh, Amérique, correct? Prix de France. Or Prix de France. Prix de France, 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 France yeah. was the last one. So, the yeah, the Prix de France. And, you know, he just he didn't seem like he was really used. Do you think the distance is going to be a problem for him today? Or is it just going to be, you know, if he gets beat, he's just going to get beat by maybe a better horse than Spoken? Well, you know, he he's never gone this far. The furthest he's gone is 2,850 meters. He's gone that trip twice, and he's won both times. Um, and he's certainly bred to get the distance. You know, like I mentioned, Reddy Cash, his sire, won this race in 2013. And an interesting kind of tidbit there, uh, Tomoko raced against Reddy Cash in that edition of the race, and he finished seventh. And so Tomoko raced Reddy Cash in the 2013 Prix de Paris, and now he's going to race Reddy Cash's best son, in 2016. It's pretty cool. All right, Brandon. Well, we know you've got to get to, uh, we, we know you got to get to Twitter and to get to, uh, to get things going, uh, there, uh, Brandon, real quick, tell everybody where they can follow you and follow Harness Racing America and, uh, uh, nice stuff. And again, tell them where they can get the video as well, please. Uh, well, to get the video, you go to harnessracingamerica.com. It's right on the front page there. Click into, uh, watch live, bold eagle. And, uh, can watch it. Um, you can follow Harness Racing America on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter, and um, you know there are links to those on the website too. So pretty easy to find. We're pretty accessible. 
All right, Brandon. Well, hopefully, uh, and I, I, you know, I missed real quick before I let you go. I missed the race call last week. I just happened to hear in our opener where he said the eagle is flying. So hopefully, uh, the eagle will be flying again uh, this afternoon and this morning for us. Yeah, we hope so. <laughs> so, all right, Brandon. Well, we certainly appreciate it, buddy. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right, Mike. Well. Uh, you know, just listening to Brandon talk about some of the stats, and it, you, you really got to follow him on Twitter. There's a ton of stats right there uh, for, um, you know, for this race. And, Mike, uh, we're coming up on about eight minutes to post time. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, it's the 2016 pre de Paris live on post time with Mike and Mike. We'll be right back. This is Mike Bozich with Harness Racing's newest podcast, Post Time with Mike and Mike. Our goal is to positively promote the sport of harness racing. Every horse has a story to tell, whether a claimer or a stake source, and we plan on telling those stories here on this program. If you would like to advertise on Post Time with Mike and Mike, send us an email at ptmikeandmike at yahoo.com for more information. Also, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at PT Mike and Mike One. Listen to a brand new broadcast every Thursday at 1 p.m. Any prior episodes can be listened on demand as well. Log on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash PT Mike and Mike. Once again, that's www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash PT Mike and Mike. And thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to Post Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And, uh, Mike, we're getting ready uh, to see, potentially see history here. And uh, I can't wait to uh, see what Bold Eagles got. Yeah, I guess we're about five minutes uh, away or so from Post Time, Mike. And, uh, you know, getting back to a little bit of the history of this race, especially for those of you listening here in the States, seven trotters. Uh, have had this opportunity since 1976. It's kind of like the thoroughbred triple crown in the sense that we've seen a lot of near misses. And, uh, you know, overseas in the harness, uh, the French triple crown, they've seen their share of near misses as well. Seven trotters have had the opportunity since the feat's been accomplished in 1976 uh, by uh, Bellino 2. And, uh, you know, if if you go back, uh, go back a ways, like Brandon was saying, uh, it was uh, accomplished four times in this 60-year period, uh, twice by the same horse in 56 and 57, uh, Gelinante in the 1959 by and of course, uh, 17 years later in 1976. So Bold Eagle is definitely uh, trying to uh, create some history uh, overseas, no question about it. And I guess we're about five minutes or so away from the race, Mike, and uh, going to be very, very interesting. It's a standing start, by the way, so it's not a gated start. And uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with a standing start overseas, uh, basically they don't really go in any post position order. They kind of just get in line, and then when the flag's up, uh, they uh, just kind of take off. And like Brandon was saying, Mike, there certainly could be a potential for uh, a recall or two here in this spot. Yeah, there there could be a potential for a recall or two. And if you're watching the video feed, uh, you will not hear the buzzer if you're listening to us, obviously. Uh, Mike Bozich has a set of headphones in his ear, 
specifically for that buzzer. Uh, he, he he's got the he's gonna at least have the audio on for at least a couple of minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, you're supposed to anyway. I, anyway, okay. no, but he, he he's gonna listen to the um he's gonna listen to the uh, broadcast off of BFM TV at least for a couple of mi- or a couple of seconds after the race starts to make sure he doesn't hear the buzzer. But uh, Mike, tell us tell tell people how you prepared for this race. Well, it's obviously you got to go to the old uh, the old tricks of announcing. You got to go to the uh, color coordinated because the saddle pads really aren't going to help you out very much because all the saddle pads are the same colors. They're all pretty much black with uh, the gold numbers, so you can't really go to that. So basically, it's caps and uh, drivers' colors, and uh, you know that's pretty much what you have to go by. Now, what we're going to be concentrating on, and obviously this is going to be a little bit tough because. Uh, you know, we're calling off the monitor. Usually at a at a racetrack, the announcer will call off the, you know, with binoculars and, and looking out the window and, and uh, you know, things like that. So basically, we're going to be calling off the monitor, which means uh, we're going to be concentrating pretty much on Bold Eagle and obviously his number one threat, Tomoku. Uh, of course, Tomoku, we do expect to be kind of near the lead uh, as he's been uh, the last couple of starts. Uh, and uh, Bold Eagles, uh, you know, he's been drafting wide as of late, so we'll see if that's the case there. But we're really going to be concentrating on those two horses. Uh, so really, the whole trick is, Mike, that if I get a little confused, uh, expect to hear Bold Eagles' <laughs> name come up quite a bit. <laughs> well, you know what? I think that'd be perfectly okay with uh, with everybody. Well, Mike, uh, we are approaching uh, post time. We've got about three minutes. Um, I don't have a feed up because, for whatever reason, it's not coming up on my phone. Uh, however, uh, you can tell us a little bit about what's going on on your uh, on your screen right now. Right. Well, they're showing the horses uh, post parade, and uh, actually, the saddle pad numbers are uh, all green with uh, white lettering. So uh, that's not going to help me out at all. <laughs> it doesn't matter if they're gold or green. But uh, they're showing Bold Eagle warm up uh, right now in uh, BFM TV. Uh, who is one of I think three or four places where you can actually watch, depending on actually depending on where you live. Um, but uh, they're showing Bold Eagle warm up now. There's Tomoko on the uh, screen now. And by the way, you know, in the Triple Crown, at least for the thoroughbreds, and I keep comparing it to the thoroughbreds uh, here in the states because I think that's probably the most comparable thing when you talk Triple Crown. But uh, you think automatically that distance could be the great equalizer. Uh, but if you uh, look at the quote from Bold Eagles trainer Sebastian Garano, uh, basically he says uh, the pre-Depari will be the easiest fight for Bold Eagles. So that's how confident that he is. Basically, and the reason he says that is because Bold Eagle breathes well. So there you go. <laughs> and right now they're showing the odds. And uh, Mike, the question I did have for you, though, did you get your $2 show bet in on Bold Eagle? <laughs> yeah, right. I did not get my show bet in. Well, Bald Eagle's obviously a very heavy favorite right now. Tomoku's a clear second favorite. The third favorite, however, is uh, the six horse, uh, Lionel. So uh, we'll see if, uh, you know, maybe he could uh, get in there and uh, create some waves. Um, if you look at driver's wins, by the way, and this was kind of interesting if you're comparing driver's wins in the field, the driver of the four. Unissi Deguez, Jean-Michel Bazir has 5,395 driving wins of uh, close to 25,000 starts. So maybe if you're looking for an angle, if you're looking for the veteran driver that's uh, got the most wins in the field, perhaps uh, four 
Unice Deguez could be the horse that that you might uh, focus in on if you're looking for any kind of angle to defeat Boldigo. But I'll tell you what, Mike, they're circling. And uh, so let me get my sound up to see if I can hear the buzzer. Well, I'll tell you, uh, I've actually got the feed pulled out. Oh, okay, so you can hear the buzzer. Yeah, I've got the feed pulled up. But real quick, uh, Mike, before you go on, I want to tell everybody, we've got a trivia question from the United States Trotting Association. Uh, Nobody has called in with the correct answer. If you'll call in after the race, uh, we've got some swag to give away. And, uh, Mike, it looks like they're entering the circle to get ready to start the race. Yep, they are entering the circle, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see where uh, everybody kind of starts. And uh, right now, it looks like Bold Eagle's kind of the last to turn. Well, now it looks like Unissi to Gwens, and now they're just they're all turning in a circle. So we'll have to see what uh, what goes on here as they try to organize themselves. Very, very interesting uh, the difference of the starts, but uh, it looks like they're getting ready to go here as they're coming from the circle. And they're turning onto the racetrack. Once again, 4,150 meters. And it looks like they're turned for the start. And it looks like we've got a successful start. And Tomoko is blasting right out of there for the lead. And Bold Eagle, who started from the extreme center, is right to his outside. So it looks like these two... Well then, disputed out, there goes Athena the Vandal towards the inside, and finding an early seat fourth is Cadet CD. So they're going around this first turn, and Tomoku has the lead by a length and a half. Athena the Vandal settled right back down to the inside, and Bold Eagle is wide racing in third, and it looks like they're uh, three deep here as they approach that first turn. So it is Tomoku, who's leading it by a half a length. Towards the inside, Athena the Vandal is right there. Up on the outside, Lionel's now making his presence felt. Bold Eagle is in between horses at the present and caught out wide as they race around the first turn comes uh, Bird Parker who's uh, fourth towards the inside Cadet CD is trapped to the inside currently Bold Eagle is in between horses about two lengths off the lead with no racing room still a long way to go though and is in back of Lionel but Tomoku has the lead as they race around that turn so it's Tomoku in front but up on the outside Bird Parker is now the challenger's second so these two will go at one another as they race around that turn Lionel is right there second over to the outside of Athena the Vandal who's trapped to the inside in fourth. Bold Eagle has the cover flow is on the outside is slightly gapped off cover. Cadet CD is to his inside. Third up into the flow is Unisi de Guez and that one's about five and a half lengths away from the lead. So now they're double deckered and now taking the lead is Bird Parker. Tomoko yield to that leader. So Bird Parker's in front by a length. Tomoko is right there at the inside second. Lionel continues on the outside uncovered third. Towards the inside Athena the Vandal is no place to go. Bold Eagle is currently second up, about two lengths away from the lead, and right behind that one is Unessi de Guez, perfectly perched third up into the flow, about five lengths off the lead, and towards that one's inside as they race uh, in the straight comes Tagata Tagata. So it's still Bird Parker. Lead is a half length. Challenged by Lionel. Towards the inside, racing in third position is Tomoku. Bold Eagle is perfectly perched. Second over. Strong on cover. Only a length and a half off the lead. Athena the Vandal is trapped to the inside. Unissi de Guiz continues a third over ride. About six lengths away from the lead as they continue around a turn. And still with the lead at the inside is Bird Parker. So Bird Parker is still a length clear. Lionel continues to grind on the 
the outside second, and right in back of him is Bold Eagle racing in third, just biding his time, and Tomoko is right there in the pocket position fourth. Athena the Vandal is locked to the inside fifth. There comes Tagata Tagata now. That one is right behind Unissi Deguez, who's third over Tagata Tagata's fourth over, and about six lengths off the lead. So they continue patiently, and with the lead at the inside still is Bird Parker. Lionel's on the outside. These two continue to go at it, and right behind in that pocket spot at the inside is Tomoku, and Bald Eagle attempting to uh, create some history is only a length and a half behind, continuing this second over going forth. So they continue on this long two-and-a-half-mile journey, and Bird Parker's still three parts of a length clear. Outside, Lionel continues this long, uncovered first over grind. Tomoku's at the inside, still without racing room third. Bald Eagle stone to a good hold by Frank Navarre in fourth, still only a length and a half off the lead, and still strong on cover at this point in time. Athena DeVandal is at the inside, fifth to the inside of Unissi Deguez. Fourth over to the flow is Tagata Tagata as they race around the final turn. No change in position. I think it's the final turn anyway. And with the lead by a length, it is still Bird Parker. Outside second is Lionel. Third at the inside, Tomoku. Fourth on the outside, Bold Eagle. Athena the Vandal still trapped to the inside, fifth. Unessi de Guins is maintaining third over position as they continue now with Bird Parker up still a length. No change in order. It's still Bird Parker by a length. Outside, Lionel's right at the leader's wheel, second. At the inside, Tomoku's looking for racing room, third. Bold Eagle continues to melt cover, fourth. Unessi de Guins maintains third over position. Athena de Vandals, third at the cones, about sixth overall. Man maintaining a fourth over spot is Tagata Tagata. And now Bird Parker's trying to shake him. Bird Parker leads it by a length and a half, but Bold Eagle waits no longer. Bold Eagle sheds cover and is out for the drive. Tomoku is gapped at the inside. Lionel still battles in between horses. Bird Parker has the lead. Bold Eagle's after him now, circling up three wide. Up to the leader's wheel, up to the saddle pad, gaining with giant strides now. And here's Bold Eagle on the outside, up to engage Bird Parker. They're in the home stretch. Bold Eagle takes the lead. Bird Parker could not fight on. Lionel's on the outside third. Bold Eagle's in heavy water. Here comes Lionel on the outside. Bird on the inside third. It's Bold Eagle game. Outside Lionel. From far back to Gata to Gata. They come down to the finish. Lionel upsets. Wow. Lionel upset Bold Eagle. Mike Carter, can you believe that? Believable. They're still racing on my screen. He beats them by, I think, a half a length. What an effort by Lionel. Now, we talked about how these horses continued wide and just continue wide and continue wide. And Lionel, who I believe was a pretty strong third favorite, Mike, grinded the whole way first over two and a half miles. Unbelievable. Wow. Unreal. Lionel upsets Bold Eagle in the final strides and. Uh, Mike, I got to tell you, you did a fa- fantastic job, fan, fantastic well, job. But, you know, uh, you know, one of the occasions I was. Uh, by the way, there it is, six eleven three. Tagata, Tagata closed very well to be third. Uh, Bird Parker was fourth, uh, and Tomoku, who had a perfect trip, uh, was uh, coming under urging uh, the final quarter of a mile for Bjorn Goop, and uh, just didn't have anything to offer. But uh, really, Bold Eagle was second. And, and here's the thing, Bold Eagle circled up around Lionel about midway around the final turn, up to challenge Bird Parker for the lead. 
and then Lionel switched to his outside after it looked like he was past the drop back, fanned out three wide, and grinded out Boldy. Just an unbelievable effort by uh, Lionel, so congrats to uh, to his connections. Yeah, definitely 100%. Uh, you know, here, here's the thing. This was a two-and-a-half-mile race, and, you know, it, it just it was a long, 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 long way. And uh, Brandon Valvo saying that uh, I thought he was striding away at the stretch talking about Bold Eagle. And then all of a sudden Lionel just flew home late. Uh, I got to tell you, this was uh, a history-making day uh, for harness racing here in America, regardless of the outcome. Uh, You know, uh, a lot of people I talked to, Mike, just now were very, very pleased that we offered an American race call. So this was a lot of fun. Well, you know, that means uh, 41 years now will be the thing. So we'll have to see if anybody can do it next year. I'll tell you what, we're going to take a quick time out, Mike. When we come back, we'll uh, wrap this thing up. You've got uh, post time with Mike and Mike, the uh, Pre de Paris special in an upset to Lionel. We'll be right back after this time out. This is Mike Bozich with Harness Racing's newest podcast, Post Time with Mike and Mike. Our goal is to positively promote the sport of harness racing. Every horse has a story to tell, whether a claimer or a stake source, and we plan on telling those stories here on this program. If you would like to advertise on Post Time with Mike and Mike, send us an email at ptmikeandmike at yahoo.com for more information. Also, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at ptmikeandmike1. Listen to a brand new broadcast every Thursday at 1 p.m. Any prior episodes can be listened on demand as well. Log on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash PT Mike and Mike. Once again, that's www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash PT Mike and Mike. And thanks so much for listening. to post time with Mike at Mike, Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And for those of you just tuning in, Lionel has pulled off the upset against Bold Eagle. And unfortunately, uh, Mike, uh, history is denied once again. Yeah, congratulations to the driver born Killstrom. Obviously take nothing away from Bold Eagle, but that effort by Lionel was just unbelievable. I mean, how, once again, how often do you see a horse grinding first over for two and a half miles, then yield, well, not, I shouldn't say yield, but passed by Bold Eagle, who was storming up three wide. At the top of the stretch, once again, you think it's between Bold Eagle and Bird Parker, okay? And Lionel starts to drop back, but then all of a sudden, he finds, like, his sixth or seventh gear, moves to the outside, re-rallies after being first over for two and a half miles to pass Bold Eagle, who melts that cover pretty much the entire way, to win by half a length, it was uh, you know it's 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 kind of sad to see history not able to uh, to be made by Bold Eagle, but uh, you really have to show mad respect for uh, Lionel's effort here today. No, I agree one hundred percent. Well, Mike, uh, I think that's uh, I, I've got to get out of here, but uh, I, I think uh, you know for the elite lap, this may be something uh, we could do as well. Uh, 
we want to hear from you. Let us know what you guys thought of the show um, via Mike and Mike at yahoo.com. And, Mike, we don't have a winner yet. Uh, so if you have an answer to the USPH trivia question, uh, tweet it to us at ptmikeandmike1. Is that okay with you? That sounds good to me. Uh, no question about it. Well, Mike, listen, it was certainly a, a pleasure. Don't forget to join us Thursday at 1 o'clock uh, as we'll be back uh, on our regular uh, post time with Mike and Mike show. Uh, we'll have your guests line up in the next day or so. You can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, follow us on social media for all the updated show information. On behalf of Mike Carter, uh, I'm uh, Mike Bozich, and uh, on behalf of uh, all of our sponsors, we certainly appreciate them supporting us, and we'll see you on Thursday where post time is at 1 o'clock. Good night. Brought to you by Friends of Maryland Standard Breads, promoting harness racing in Maryland and beyond. New vocations, the nation's largest racehorse adoption program. Make your next horse an ex-racehorse. The Fantasy Trotcast with Ryan Macedonio, an essential touch MagnaWave, a holistic way to give your horse the winning touch. Tune in on Thursday, post time with Mike and Mike at 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on blogtalkradio.com. Thank you.